Sometimes following your true azimuth isn't about a single decision point. Sometimes following your true azimuth takes time. So there are many, many decision points. And following your true azimuth takes the shape of commitment, tenacity, determination, and perseverance as opposed to a singular decision. Such is the story of our guest, Anne Montgomery. Anne is an author, journalist, sports official, teacher, and foster mom. Anne, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. Likewise, Anne, and I think your story will inspire others. So let's hear it. Tell us your true azimuth story. A time I struggled to follow my true azimuth was not a single time at all, but I do remember when it all began. I was 17 years old, and my mother stood before me and said, so what do you want to be when you grow up? I answered immediately. I want to be a sportscaster, I told her. She said, don't be ridiculous. I'm trying to have a serious conversation with you. It never occurred to me that in 1972, there simply weren't any women sportscasters. When I went to college, my professor said the same thing. You will never be a sportscaster because you're a woman. After college, I moved to Washington, D.C., where the only job I could get was as a server and a bartender in a restaurant. Then one evening, everything changed. My aunt invited me to go to a Washington Capitals game. Now, I had grown up as an ice skater and fell in love with hockey. But I was before Title IX, so no one ever invited me to play. We were with another gentleman who was an ice hockey official, and he was bemoaning the fact that there simply weren't enough officials. My aunt said, oh, Annie can skate. And he said, why don't you become a referee? And I did. Now, after that first game, where I fell several times taking my first face off because I'd never been on hockey skates before, I realized that this might be my way to become a sportscaster. If I could study the five main team spectator sports, read the rule books for football, baseball, ice hockey, soccer, and basketball, maybe some forward-thinking news director would give me a job. So I spent five years officiating. Then someone hired me. My first job came in Columbus, Georgia, which led to jobs in Rochester, New York, Phoenix, Arizona, and then ESPN, where I anchored SportsCenter. I finished my on-camera broadcasting career with a two-year stint as the studio host for the Phoenix Suns. I also became a sports writer, writing for three magazines and three newspapers. Ironically, I fell in love with officiating along the way. I would umpire baseball for 25 years. I would officiate football for 40. 25 years I spent as a referee and crew chief. I'm very proud of the time I spent on television and on the time I spent out on the field. What did I learn? You will be knocked down. Don't take it personally. Just get back up and keep moving forward. You have to have a thick skin. I certainly learned that in television and in officiating. Let's face it, half, half the people hate you half the time when you're an official. You have to have a sense of humor. Don't take things too seriously. And appreciate the people who tell you you can't do something 
because they have given you a very special gift. I sometimes wonder if I'd been told being a sportscaster would be easy if I would have worked as hard. So I am grateful to the people who told me no. That is such an inspiring story, Anne. It reminds me of Sisyphus, who had to push that rock to the top of the hill only to have it roll down on the other side. But where Sisyphus had to do that over and over and over again because he was being punished, you did it over and over and over again because you had a goal in mind, you had a vision in mind, you had a purpose in mind. Very inspiring. Thank you for being with us today. I really enjoyed it, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. By the way, if people want to find me, the easiest thing to do is to go to my website, annemontgomerywriter.com. And that's Anne with an E. 